we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the weekend vigilante, Sheila Zelinsky. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Tuesday, September 26th edition of the Sheila Zelinsky Show. Well, I got a whole lot of emails about a topic that I wasn't going to give the time of day, but I got a whole lot of requests to address this topic. A lot of people emailed me about what is my take on this whole NFL debacle. NFL, and I'm not talking about the no-fly list, the National Football League folks. And hey, never mind about the deadly shooting in Tennessee. That's being buried, of course, amongst a litany of all things NFL. Yeah, there was a Sudanese immigrant, and of course they don't say Muslim. Sheila, we don't know he's Muslim. Well, he hails from Sudan, where 98% of the religion is Islam. So you do the math. Gee, what are the odds that this guy is Muslim? No, I'm sorry. He's just a troubled Sudanese immigrant. Keyword immigrant. Anyway, never mind about a black Muslim uh, shooting up a church because white lives don't matter. Isn't that the new slogan? Anyway, I digress. So I got a lot of emails about the NFL, and so I'm going to take some time on this today, and then I'm going to be done with it. There was a scripture that came to mind today, Proverbs 3.31, and it reads, Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. Well, what are the oppressors? The oppressors are these New World Order bullies of the NFL to bully us into what? Into submission, into subjugation. We kneel or hide when our national anthems played, forcing a captive audience to witness their disrespecting, vile, insulting, and uninformed view of what America stands for. So nationwide, people are in an uproar. They're burning NFL season tickets and jerseys and merchandise. It's Mad Max out there, folks. And although I secretly think, boy, really a couple of jackasses do this and everyone loses their mind. It's too bad we didn't get in this kind of a fervent uproar over, say, abortion, pedophilia. Nope. No one bats an eye over that. But everyone loses their mind over a bunch of overpaid, godless, disrespectful, steroidal sheep in tights. But again, I digress. Oh, and then mindless minion LeBron James blames Trump for dividing us once again. Hey, LeBron, you oversized, overpaid buffoon. You might want to do your homework, pal. And maybe take a little trip to Arlington while you're at it, you brain-dead hack. Yeah, we know it's the... Blaming Trump. Yes, well, maybe you want to go read the WikiLeaks there, LeBron, with their whole divide-a-nation strategy. Oh, they're pulling out all the stops, though, with the helly weird minions joining in, and they're bought and paid for rhetoric. You know what all this is, folks? This is the plan for a one-world government. You get rid of the culture. You completely, blindly accept globalism. America isn't the last bastion of freedom. It is the first and only we produced and developed the greatest freedom. And the globalists used that altruism against us to attack us vitriolically until we bow, until we succumb, until we acquiesce to their agenda. They say jump, you say how high. 
You know what it is, folks? It's collectivism. I told you 10 years ago the NFL is the biggest propaganda machine, the biggest anti-American, anti-Christian, multicultural, how it's tied to the DHS, how it's tied to FEMA. I did so many shows breaking this down, this multicultural mishmash. You know what multiculturalism is? It is straight out of the pit of hell, disguised as wonderful. It's where you accept anything into your culture. You know what it is? It's malevolence disguised as benevolence. Sounds good. Multiculturalism, diversity and acceptance of all. There's a little bumper sticker that has that same notion. Coexist. Let's just join hands, sing kumbaya, have a group hug. Forget unity and individuality. We're all of one accord. We're all one. We're all one with the universe, the Christ consciousness. Yeah, that's straight out of Alice Bailey's New World Occult Volumes. This is part Brave New World meets 1984 on steroids. You throw in the Hegelian dialect, the Sololinsky Rules for Radical Playbook. It's collectivism, folks. G. Edward Griffin talked about it in Creature from Jekyll Island. Wow, if you haven't read that, you should. You spike in a little cloud and piven, a sprinkle of mind control, and what have you got? Complete subjugation by stealth. Welcome to Agenda 21, the smart grid, the smart city, smart meters, smartphones, where they can hack, track, and attack. We can shut down your vehicle, shut off your phone. Oh, and we're going to shut off your internet thanks to Google. We'll tell you what you can look up on the internet. Oh, and hey, the Grammys and the Emmys and all the helly, weird minion confabs, we'll keep repeating it over and over and over. Hey, after all, who said it first? Hitler advocated the big lie. Hitler said if you tell a big lie long enough. Well, actually, that was something Joseph Goebbels, his propaganda minister, actually coined that phrase. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Step out of the car, sir. I think you've had a bit too much to think. You know, years ago when Walmart, as I call them, China Direct, when they were involved in FEMA, I warned people. I showed classified documents. It was crickets. I told you the NFL was out of the bells of hell and nothing more than a propaganda machine with mindless sheep who are brainwashed every night, every night of the week with the Alpha, gamma, theta waves, the delta waves, lulling people into trances, slipping people into mass hypnosis. That's declassified, folks. High-level mind control projects have been exposed. It's on record. TV, that noise box is the most disgusting invention ever made. But I digress. I'm not going to tell you that football's completely mindless. That's not the point. I have three sons, one played college ball. He was good. I spent a lot of time on the sidelines of football. I don't mind local sports and things like that. What I don't like is the illusion. Forget all these NFL steroidal sheep in tights running around with their male bravado. That's not the point. First of all, these pundits calling it a right, it's not a right. Everyone loses their mind when Trump said players who protested the national anthem being played before games should be fired. Well, Quite frankly, I agree. I agree with fines and suspensions and even firing in some cases. Why? Because ball players are a dime a dozen, ask the NFL. Let someone play who loves the game, not your overpaid, vile, disgusting pigs who spit in the face of my family who served their country. That's classless and it's shameful. And it's incredible to watch the speech in Alabama. What is happening in this country? Now we recognize the enemies, folks. 
but here's the one thing no one's talking about, so I'm going to talk about it. Someone sent me Michael Savage yesterday, and I was completely coming unglued when he was calling it a right. I got to correct you, Michael. Even reading your book, Trump's War, a good book, by the way, but man, you got to get this right. It's not a right to protest the anthem. I can hear the gasps. What, Sheila, what are you talking about? It's easy. The First Amendment does not have any application to your workplace. Boom, there it is. Your freedom of speech doesn't apply to your workplace. Oh, and FYI, the Constitution only limits what the government can do. The NFL is not the government, so the Constitution does not limit the NFL's actions. Another way of saying it is the First Amendment is a limitation on government power only. Assuming the First Amendment does not protect the players against being fired? Well, that's a question of the private law, whether the charter of the NFL and its written and unwritten agreements with players and with teams provide protection similar to that of the First Amendment. That's a whole other story. The NFL teams as private entities are not covered by the First Amendment. Now, I don't know about the players' collective bargaining agreements, That does give the owners some expansive powers to discipline or fire players for a wide variety of reasons, including for conduct that diminishes public respect for the game. But that's a pretty broad term that could easily, I guess, be interpreted to include controversial political protests. So I said all that to say this. Can the NFL fire players for kneeling during the anthem? You bet they can. Will they? No. I'll get into more on that later. But the First Amendment doesn't apply to the NFL. At your workplace, you cannot engage in any freedom of speech. When the Walmart greeter comes up to you, when the FedEx delivers you a package, they don't have the constitutional right to tell you all about their religion or share their religious views. So can the clowns and the jackals and the miscreants on the fake news quit talking about the rights of the National Football League players? It doesn't apply. Zero zilch nada, never has, never will. And it's ironic that for a long time the ownership even prohibited all kinds of political expressions. Remember the Dallas Cowboys last year wanted to have a decal on their helmets for a game or two, honoring those five dead cops that were shot? No, but what did the commissioner say? No, we can't allow our uniforms or stadiums to be used to advance any political cause. Last year, in honor of 9-11, a linebacker wanted to wear a patch that said never forget. The NFL said no again. Look, we're not going to honor dead cops. We're not going to honor the folks who lost their lives and during 9-11. We're not going to wear purple cleats against domestic abuse like the Steelers linebacker wanted to. Also, I'll just throw in there Robert Griffin III, by the way, wore a t-shirt about Jesus. No Jesus, no peace. K-N-O-W. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, no peace. He got fined from the NFL for that one. The league said, hey, we've got rules against political causes. So then how in the world is it possible for the NFL last year to allow this Muslim miscreant Colin Kaepernick, who hates our country, by the way, to begin a protest against racism and God knows what, the same leftist brainwashed Colin Kaepernick that praised Fidel Castro on record for killing how many of his own people, like half a million or more? Well, guess what, folks? I've got a copy of the National Football League Game Operation Manual. And let's read page 62. The national anthem must be played prior to every NFL game, and all players must be on its sidelines for the national anthem. During the national anthem, players should 
Stand at attention, face the flag, hold the helmet in your left hand, and refrain from talking. Failure to be on the field during the start of the national anthem may result in discipline such as fines, suspension, forfeiture of draft choices, etc. So what does that mean? The NFL has a specific rule. Pittsburgh Steelers, Oakland Raiders, etc., etc. You must be on the field. And oh yeah, that's right. You have to act in a certain way. So Goodell and his buffoonery, his clumsy handling of much of the aforementioned good old Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, the globalist liberal puppet that he is, son of Charles Goodell, by the way, who was a Republican U.S. representative and senator, who was appointed, by the way, by Nelson Rockefeller, and also a skull and bones. That's right. Yale Law School, 51. You can look it up. Oh, and you know who else should take a walk through Arlington? You disgrace. The same disgraceful Roger Goodell that said, I'm proud of our league. Well, good for you. This is one globalist huckster who rakes in a cool 50 million presiding over a colossus of TV ratings and revenue generated that has secured him the goodwill of the NFL owners, at whose discretion he serves, by the way. And let's not forget, they don't care because the league has gotten historic levels of viewership. In the fall of 2014, NFL football games constituted 20 of the most watched television programs and a remarkable 46 of the top 50, the the 2015 Super Bowl, between the football-deflating Patriots and the performance-enhancing drug-gobbling Seahawks, well, that attracted the largest U.S. TV audience ever. So don't think the NFL hasn't made massive amounts of revenue. Just this season alone, it's not even over. They raked in an incredible $14 billion. But you know what I think? I think the NFL is pure evil. It's anti-Christian, it's anti-family, anti-patriot, anti-constitutional, anti-gun, anti-American for sure. Their vile, liberal agenda, their ads, their video games even contain their George Soros and ilk-funded propaganda to promote the breakdown and the fracture of our already fragile country of upheaval. That's the playbook. But never mind the shenanigans, the cover-ups, the cheating, the taxpayer fleecing, domestic abuse, the illicit gambling, the litany of unpleasantness emanating from the NFL in recent years has been kind of hard to avoid. Why? Because it keeps spilling out of the sports coverage to lead the nightly news. And, and you can throw murder and suicide in there, by the way. You know what? The NFL is greedy and it's violent. Forget that it's damaging the brains of a new generation of players, there's a very corrupt underbelly to the national pastime. And never mind that they sell millions of dollars worth of merchandise for charity and then keep the cash. You know, I always found it interesting the average player lasts for 3.5 years. And of course, the spotlight shines on guys like Peyton Manning who play for almost two decades, but ignores the thousands of players at the bottom of the roster who play for a fraction. You know, they play for a year, blow out a knee, and never heard from again. And for those guys, the NFL's pension, it's practically McDonald's minimum wage. And this is one of the reasons that almost 80% of the players are bankrupt or close to it within two years of retirement. 
and they don't have the skills to translate into any other career. Why? Because they're so crippled, they can't even do physical labor. These guys are indispensable. They, they got these guys hopped up on pain meds and God knows what. In fact, according to a lawsuit filed by 1,300 former NFL players, the NFL systematically dopes up its roster, supplies painkillers and even illegal narcotics to ensure they keep playing through the injuries. Long-term consequences be damned. So you have guys like the Hall of Famer Richard Dent, MVP of the Super Bowl Shuffle, that's 85 Chicago Bears, who broke his foot. Remember that? He played eight games, hopped up on pain pills, and the guys got permanent nerve damage. I mean, there's story after story. The quarterback from that same Super Bowl, remember Jim McMahon? He himself said he'd chomp down over 100 Percocets a day, even during the off-season. And don't think it's just the old-timers. What about Jeremy Newberry, retired in 2009, and the drugs he took to keep playing through all those injuries? Completely destroyed his kidneys, skyrocketed his blood pressure, and he's had issues ever since. Quarterback Ray Lucas got hooked on pills during his career. He couldn't afford rehab post-retirement. and was so desperate, he resorted to buying painkillers from street dealers, and wide receiver J.D. Hill's addiction eventually spiraled him right into homelessness. Good they take care of their own. And there's just so many stories I could go on and on. The NFL does not make it easy on their players, and they sure don't make it easy on your bank account either. The average ticket price is 85 to $90. So taking a family of four to a game, that's a whopping $500 once you account for parking and a few beverages. So why bother? And we won't even go down the whole Ray Rice situation one after another player caught on video knocking out. Remember Ray Rice knocked out his wife with an uppercut? That was caught on video. And you can see him dragging her limp body away from the scene with the exact care that you'd drag a bag of garbage to the curb. And how did the NFL respond? Oh, a whopping two-game suspension. There was nothing done until the video of the incident went viral and triggered a massive outrage Longtime fans know that that is only the latest example of the NFL treating crimes. And I can't remember who the guy was. He was arrested. Do you remember years ago he was arrested for throwing his wife down some stairs and he spat on her? And he was given a massive one-game suspension. And it just goes on and on and on. And like I said, the illegal benefits, the side deals, the illegal gambling rackets, the cheating, the debauchery and this, anything goes League of Outlaws. And you know what? That isn't even my biggest issue with it. The new policies, these new NFL policies are straight out of the po-pot regime. In some stadiums, women can't even enter into the same entrance as men and children. Talk about your FEMA camp training. That's right. You know what? The NFL is an extension of the TSA, the DHS, the globalist agenda, and FEMA. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. That's right. Every NFL stadium... Do you know that it's a FEMA camp in hiding? That's right, folks. The American public is being conditioned to the fact that the state owns your bodies and your freedoms in addition. And you don't think the NFL is promoting various globalist agendas, such as gun control? Think again. The NFL, I'm calling them the National Fertilizer League. Or maybe I should call it the Network of Finance Leaders. NFL, not freaking likely. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That's right. The globalist agenda? I'm not kidding. The NFL has come to represent a whole new era of in-your-face tyranny. 
I talked about this in 2011 at Giant Stadium on March 24, 2011. DHS and local law enforcement conducted a relocation drill in which, guess what? Civilians were transported to the stadium. That's right, the NFL is good FEMA camp training. I guess the NFL decided it was not enough for Americans to be abused and misused by the TSA at the airport, so it's become the newest version of the TSA. I just went to an airport last week flying into Branson, going through DFW in Dallas. Ma'am, get in the line, please. Would you like the molestation or the radiation? What's your intrusive method of control and harassment? I had a breast exam and a proctology all in one. Call me for the results, guys. No, you know what? This is not a joke. A bunch of sheeple lined up to the slaughter, and I'm getting to the point where I don't even want to fly anymore. I can't take it. Sheila, it's for your safety. FEMA and the NFL partnering for our safety. Ah, well, if it's for safety. A blind man could see that the NFL is good FEMA camp training. Let's not forget about Operation Mountain Guardian, shall we? The same NFL that allowed FEMA to bring school children to the Denver Broncos Sports Authority field after they were legally removed. Yeah, that's right. Illegally removed from their elementary schools without parental permission. Which, by the way, to date, there was never any apology or even an explanation given. And the same thing took place at the New York Giants Stadium as well. You know, it's funny, at my son's school, we can't even get my oldest son to pick him up unless he's registered with the school and shows ID, yet FEMA can literally abduct children from their schools without parental permission or notification? I don't think so. Why would anybody support such a globalist propaganda churning machine and accomplice to tyranny if I ever saw one? But why would they snatch children away? Well, I think it signifies that the NFL stadiums, they're going to be staging areas for martial law, and it's all a part of the conditioning process. According to the globalists, your children don't belong to you. Doesn't Hillary Clinton say it takes a village to raise a child? Or the village people, as Dave Hodges said years ago on a show, when they put a five-year-old in the care of two homosexual males. That was compliments from the CPS, good old Child Protective Services, and that's a whole other show. But when the disaster buses roll up to your children's school, your family better have a contingency plan. And I'm not kidding when I say this. The FEMA camp policies are incrementally being implemented at NFL stadiums. And on the heels of that, the NFL has already become the new gun confiscation lobby. And any historian worth his salt knows that gun confiscation always precedes a mass genocide by a government. Shall I remind you of the 17 times in the 20th century resulting in over 340 million deaths, according to the University of Hawaii? So why is the NFL promoting gun confiscation? I'll never forget as sportscaster and pseudo-intellect Bob Costas used a national football television audience to promote the anti-Second Amendment views of the NFL in reference to a gun control rant that he made after a Kansas City Chiefs player was involved in a murder-suicide tragedy, while Costas lit up the halftime of the Kansas City-Denver Broncos game and quoted Fox Sports columnist Jason Whitlocks and said, If Belcher didn't possess a gun, he and Cassandra Perkins would be alive today. It was absolutely disgraceful for Costas to use a tragedy 
on national TV to advance the NFL's anti-gun agenda? Have you seen the prohibited advertising categories? I've seen with my own eyes the NFL support the erosion of the Constitution, namely the First, Second, and Fourth Amendments. And it was done at a time when Obama was arming the al-Qaeda-backed Syrian rebels. And let's not forget that the same bathhouse Barry arming the Mexican drug cartels by gun running into Mexico under Fast and Furious. Oh, I guess we forgot about that. But what could be the motivation behind these actions? Nobody is asking why the NFL would so willingly go along with this tyranny. And little side note, did you know that the NFL is a tax-exempt corporation and paid no tax on their $14 billion of profit this last season? What is wrong with that picture? Well, churches no longer take on issues like abortion and homosexuality from their pulpits on high. Pastors have willingly adopted the perverted interpretation of Romans 13 to get their flock to blindly follow the orders of a tyrannical government. So why would the pastors do this? The love of money is the root of all evil indeed. Because guess what? Most churches declare themselves tax-exempt under the provisions of the good old 501c3, which, by the way, my ministry is not. Oh, and guess who else forbids pastors to make political statements? The IRS. Do you not remember in 2014 when the city of Houston was demanding pastors turn over sermons in an effort to publicly shame the ministers? In other words, rummaging for evidence to out pastors as anti-gay bigots and anti-pro-choice zealots. And I talked to one of the guys that was slapped with a subpoena, Steve Riggle, the senior pastor of Grace Community Church. Well, guess what he was ordered to do? Produce all speeches and sermons related to homosexuality and gender identity under a bogus non-discrimination law. Oh, but then there's a breach against the wall of separation between church and state. Oh, really? Is there a wall of separation? Even, like I said, the IRS forbids the pastors to make political statements or to allow a tax-exempt church to engage in political activity as a body. But thank God, just this last spring, President Trump signed an executive order promoting free speech and religious liberty. In fact, that's one of the things he vowed to do, totally destroy 501c3 political activity ban, a.k.a. the Johnson Amendment the amendment proposed in 54 by Senator Lyndon B. Johnson that barred churches and other 501c3 nonprofits from endorsing or opposing political candidates at the risk of losing their exempt status under the tax section code. So you might ask, what does all that have to do with the globalization of the NFL? Well, let me just put it this way. A lot of pastors and the NFL have sold out their integrity for 30 pieces of silver. You know, if America's really wanted to strike a blow at the globalists, boycotting the NFL, that would actually be a good course of action. What message would that send to the globalists? Well, if the NFL were to go down in flames for supporting the New World Order agenda, simply put, we wouldn't buy their clothing, we wouldn't support their corporate sponsors, their corporate partners, we'd boycott their products, their affiliations, the initials completely withdrawing our support on all levels. And if that strategy were to work in collapsing this entity, can you imagine how empowered the people would become in taking on other globalist-controlled programs? Just think, the NFL's initials would come to stand for not for long. 
the NFL's role as collaborator with DHS Gestapo in destroying American constitutional freedoms and liberties? The only reason the corporate jackals who control the NFL cooperate with the DHS in robbing football patrons of their constitutional right to personal privacy, self-dignity, and a presumption of innocence is because they profit from that despicable collaboration. That is an outrageous assault upon our dignity and our liberty. There is no constitutional authorization or legitimate reason or security justification for frisking ordinary citizens or forcing them to walk through metal detectors while they're merely participating in a public venue such as a sport event or any other gathering of large numbers of citizens engaging in ordinary activities. But if enough people stopped going to football games and let the sponsors in the NFL know why they lost your business, not just the TSA pat-down nonsense would disappear from the NFL stadiums overnight, but our non-cooperation would be an important key in curtailing the New World Order takeover of America. It's time to quit allowing ourselves to be subjugated by this Gestapo, draconian, police state tyranny. The time for being quiet about it, it's over. The NFL now represents the antithesis of everything that comprises the backbone of traditional American values. Even if you love the game once, the league spouts the mantra of the globalist forces which seeks to enslave us. Forget the perverted pat-downs and the invasive security. Don't even start get me started on all these new security rules at all stadiums. They ban purses larger than a clutch, coolers, briefcases, backpacks, fanny packs, seat cushions, camera bags, or any bag larger than a permissible size. And they've granted themselves a right to touch you anywhere in their little perverted enhanced pat-downs from the ankles and above. Welcome to Police State America, NFL style. But as most people say, well, it's kind of a nuisance, but I do understand the rule. It's a whole new world, as one lady in Colorado said. You've got to follow the rules and regulations and be safe. Well, obviously, people who spew out this nonsensical garbage, they never grasp the teachings of Ben Franklin and the folly of trading liberty for security. But it's a whole new world, Sheila. Yeah, it is, as in the new world order. Apparently, our national tyranny meters are turned off, folks. The constitutions on life support, death by a thousand cuts, the people that acquiesce to this tyranny would likely tell you that America's the best nation in the world. And let's not forget the old 2011 then-security of DHS, good old Janet Napolitano, announcing the old, if you see something, say something. Remember that whole public awareness campaign? Well, that included the National Football League teams. Let's make no mistake about it. That is a citizen spy program which is very reminiscent of the same entity implemented by the East German Stasi, resulting in the persecution of hundreds of thousands of East German citizens. Should it come as a surprise to anyone since former Stasi chief Marcus Wolf was paid $5 billion to set up DHS? And who cares that NFL uses taxpayer money to promote Obamacare? Your tax dollars at work. It's nice to know that the NFL, the United Nations, that hellhole, the DHS and FEMA are all on the same team when it comes to your gun rights, so doesn't it? Oh, and guess what? A little excerpt from the published NFL advertising list of banned items, by the way. Firearms, ammunition, or other weapons 
stores that sell firearms and ammunition, even outdoor stores and camping stores. And I'll summarize with this. You know, right now, go to the internet, pull open a picture of a veteran who got his leg blown off from the lower quad down, and then you know what taking a knee for your country looks like. And that is my summary on the NFL, the Nefarious Fraudulent Leftists, a much better acronym. That would look great on a jersey, wouldn't it? Hey, and just a reminder, make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter. There's some great posts there you don't want to miss. Like my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page. Simply go to my website, weekendvigilante.com, and you'll see those social media icons in the top right. Please like and share this video. Good night, and God bless.